Hello, my name is Janelle, and welcome to the Genuinely Janelle podcast. I believe everyone's stories, including my own, matters. Stories help me gain a better understanding of myself, the world, and connects me with other people. So I hope through the stories of my life and the conversations I have with others, you will one day find the confidence and courage in your voice to share your story. Now, let's hear a story. So what's up? My name is Alfredo here based out in San Diego. And I I love this opportunity to have this conversation with Janelle because it's been a minute and the pandemic has been going like quite a long time. I think about like seven months now. And this topic that we're going to be going on is love languages amidst the pandemic. And I felt like this was such an interesting kind of talking point to have, especially since uh, well, personally, for me, my my love languages, or at least my main two, are physical touch and quality time. So that physical touch is a lot harder to, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot harder to come by now. Like I have to find different alternatives, but like having to adjust to a pandemic is very hard, considering the fact that I don't feel I first I personally don't feel comfortable when it comes to traveling like outside of the city or outside of like the the states. So it's just like it, it's to examine because I I think about this constantly. I at least more now since I, w- I would say about June since I've been talking about this. Oh, it's in- it's really interesting though. Like I think you're the first one out of all my friends so far that I know who has physical touch as their like top two. So it's really interesting because when I remember writing a blog post about love languages amidst the pandemic, but then physical touch was the hardest one for me to think about because in my perspective of love languages in the pandemic, physical touch hasn't been hard for me simply because like I live with my whole family. I have my dogs and then I, st- I do still see my partner on the weekends. So I still have that aspect of the physical touch. I feel like the love languages in a sense for me hasn't really changed so for you how has your love languages shifted once the pandemic started it's kind of wild because right before the pandemic i think sometime early march or late february like a lot of my friends and i were taking the test because it was like one of our like conversation points at the time and at first like my my love languages before i took this test was quality time and uh words of affirmation physical touch coming in third but since mm-hmm. i i've come to realize that a lot of my friendships or at least my close relationships are long distance physical touch touch has become something that's more I guess necessary when it comes to what I need and going into this pandemic it's a lot harder to get that kind of way especially since I mean there's that rule with social distancing staying six Mm -hmm. feet away and also going uh, going back to the fact that it's it's a lot harder to travel now yeah that's true so like in what ways have you been able to find alternatives to physical touch what are some creative ways you've been able to kind of nurture that need for physical touch in terms of your love language so I actually had to go back and read the the five love languages book and just mm-hmm. I wanted to see what it was like or like what all other alternatives there are for the different love languages not just physical touch and for my main one phys- being physical touch I, I saw that some things include having a shirt from a loved one having a card like a physical card from someone and all that mm-hmm. there's also like little reminders of like hey do you remember this little memory that kind of triggers that like loving feeling of like a hug or like holding hands or something and that's been keeping me by for the most part but it's like it, it doesn't really make it as easy but it's definitely something that can get me by for the most part but writing more letters to people and hopefully getting some back so it's like it's a different way of getting physical touch but it's still like nonetheless an outlet 
for me at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like how you mentioned about writing letters because the only thing that I've thought of in terms of physical touch with the love languages is is writing letters or like writing a handwritten letter and then spritzing it with my perfume so that when they get it, hopefully it's still like lingering there. So like in a sense, as they're reading it, it's as if they're like hearing my voice, but then also like they kind of feel that I'm there. No, honestly, I, I love that a lot. And it's totally not weird because it's like scent also has to do a lot with like that touch feeling because if like you're hugging someone you kind of like smell whatever their perfume or cologne is or whatever that yeah <laughs> so it's like it, it gives such a loving feeling when you have those kind of physical letters unfortunately i don't really use like too much cologne i mean i only really use deodorant but i'm not gonna be that guy that's like smearing like my deodorant <laughs> like all over a letter but it's like w when i get that from someone else whether it's like a letter or if it's like a shirt or like a sweater or something like it does help a lot oh that's pretty cool yeah wait so how did you hear about the love languages like where where did you hear it from was it just like from friends was it from social media like, how did you hear about it i'm actually trying to remember the first time i heard about it i think it just might have been one of those things where i stumbled upon it i think this might have been like back in 2016 when i was having a conversation with some friends they were just like hey what's your love language i'm just like yo what, what what's that and then <laughs> i i started like i i remember taking the test back then and then i started digging more into um the actual like literature and all that and, like what it means and just like yo this is a uh, pretty tight but like I, I come to realize that with love languages it changes I wouldn't say it changes a lot but it changes like a good amount depending on like what a person's situation is because I think mm -hmm. yeah with physical touch um it's my it's my main one as of right now mm -hmm. but I think a few months back it was quality time but then physical touch coming in second but those two are like my my interchangeable ones at the top so it's like I, I like reading up on this and just examining a little bit more because it just makes me curious about like what are my needs are for like a time like what is the kind of emotional like I don't know some kind of emotional fulfillment that I need for this month for this week for this day like it, it's really dependent on how I'm feeling but I, I do love like digging deeper with um, this whole love languages concept yeah I like how you mentioned that you like digging deeper into it and I like specifically how you mentioned that you read the book to kind of dive deeper into understanding what other aspects you can show or exemplify the love languages besides the typical ones that people think of um, because I do that too like I, I literally have the book it's like by my side so that if ever I think about something love languages related I'll just open the book and then I have like bookmarks so then I remember what chapters are which I realize that it, it helps me get a better understanding too of like how I want to be loved or in terms of how I can express love, especially during this pandemic. A lot of my friends, their dominant love languages is quality time. And I know how people can be tired, you know, of Zoom meetings or just online stuff in general. So then I've been trying to figure out ways like, okay, how can we make quality time through Zoom or through FaceTime more fun? Or in what other ways can I show quality time? Or for those who like receiving gifts, it's like, okay, how can I send you a gift? But then also practicing social distancing. It's like being in this pandemic has made me realize that you need to to be really intentional with the way that you love people it's also like it kind of forces you to kind of be a little bit more creative in a sense no honestly I, I love that a lot and I'm happy you brought up this point because it's like one of those things where the pandemic has kind of forced us to adjust to different things like the fact that most of us are doing work through through zoom or google meet it's like yeah that's the one thing that we have to adjust but it's like if we're, if we're trying to uphold some of these like social guidelines like we can't really key out so much we're still like we're seven months deep in this pandemic it's like it, it's a lot harder to get that quality time in especially if zoom fatigue is a thing it's just like oh if you've been in 
in like three Zoom meetings today, you kind of don't want to be on the computer. And it's just like, yo, I, I do not want to have screen time for the rest of the day. But it's like, mm-hmm. how are you going to be creative? Like, are you going to do something like, I don't know, like a social distance picnic? Are you going to be like doing a Netflix party? Well, one thing that like I, I've been loving a lot, especially with like Facebook Hangouts and all that is playing like games and stuff. And I don't really get to do that as much. <laughs> But like now it's just like it's it's one of the standards for me at least. But what what is it for you like when in terms of like how have you been able to adapt to like someone's needs like quality time? I've had to put initiative and my friends too have been reaching out to schedule just one-on-one FaceTime or one-on-one like Zoom dates since my friends and I are like typically busy or you know like we just got a lot of stuff going on. What I like about it is that when we do FaceTime or when we meet through FaceTime or Zoom, we do it like once a month. I do have like this one group of friends where we do play games too via Zoom like and then we've also done the Netflix party. Yeah, it's kind of just like that, mainly for quality time. Because my dominant love language is quality time. But I prefer more of the one-on-one connection. Like, it's more intimate for me to be able to just spend time with someone one-on-one. So then when my friends and I hang out through Zoom or FaceTime, we kind of dive deep into how we are really feeling about everything that's going on. I don't see my friends as often as I normally would like to. And these FaceTime and Zoom sessions have allowed us to just really reconnect with one another and be like how are you but how are you really like is there something that's on your mind like what's been going on do you want to talk about something lighthearted? do you want to talk about something like regarding your mental health i like how these topics or like this these moments through zoom or through facetime just allows us to just really be real with one another about our mental health our struggles our victories whether big or small just it kind of just makes it feel like i'm hanging out with them in person even though i'm not do you kind of feel like those moments of like quality time or those one-on-ones are actually a lot deeper now that we're in this pandemic because for me personally like I feel like at least my relationships have gotten significantly deeper since then which is kind of weird because like I'm still (laughs) like personally yeah I'm still used to the whole actually spending time with people like outside even with just one-on-ones and everything but I feel like my my personal relationships have been I've I've been trying to accommodate more in terms of whatever their love languages are and I feel like those relationships have gotten a lot more tight and a lot deeper since then but I'm, I'm curious about like what what has been like for you I like how you mentioned that because I agree like I think being in this pandemic has actually made my relationships much more intimate and it's how it's also helped me realize too to just have patience for people too because we have to distance ourselves from one another now the question is you know if we do want to maintain and preserve and strengthen our friendship what are we gonna do to do that and you know I get it that some of my friends are going through mental health situations so they kind of have to isolate themselves for a bit but I like when my friends are able to communicate that you know where they're able to be like you know what I'm not feeling my best self right now but just talk to me in a month or just follow up with me and I'll let you know if I'm okay and that really made me realize like wow I have really great friends like it just made me more appreciative of the friends that I have that are in my life or the people are in my life this pandemic sucks and we're all trying to figure out ways to go through it but the fact that we're all still able to come together and not allow this pandemic to tear us apart I think that's what's bringing us together even more yeah, it's kind of just like, I don't know, there was a point when everybody was kind of forced to be alone and just trying to figure out like, what is actually going on? Like, I mean, you, you brought it up the whole question where it's like, okay, how are you doing? But then how are you actually doing? Like, this mm-hmm. is the question that a lot of us were not allowed to avoid it because it was something that we were all dealing with at like some point of the pandemic, like early on, it's like, what's actually going on with your mental health? What's going on with your physical health? Like, I felt like everyone was at a point where they had to start taking charge 
charge of like what was going on. I mean, like the fact that everyone was doing like push up and exercise challenges at the beginning, and then like <laughs> that's true. Now, yeah, and now I'm seeing like all these posts from like different accounts actually like asking like, oh, how are how are you doing? Like I'm seeing stuff from we're not really strangers or selection like asking those deep kind of questions. I'm just like, mm-hmm. how how can I actually ask these with like the people in my life? And now it's just yeah, I'm actually digging deeper. For some, it's weird to be like thankful for this pandemic for that, but it's like <laughs> yeah. My relationships probably wouldn't be as deep as they are now or as tight as they are now if it wasn't for the fact that we all had to be like alone with ourselves for a little bit. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that because you and I are very active on social media and we're used to seeing our friends just always going out in a sense when this pandemic wasn't happening. And I think that was the thing. It's like we were always going out to experience life, but then we were just so busy experiencing life that we didn't really take the time to address what was really going on within ourselves. And I think that's why the pandemic was so hard for everybody, including me, when we transitioned into it because of the reality that we had to sit alone with ourselves for a while and actually face the reality of what has been going on in our minds and our hearts and our souls that we've just been kind of pushing off to the side. And I think this pandemic made us realize like we're actually not okay. Like, And now is the time to actually address that we're not okay and really kind of figure out how to go through it instead of just ignoring it much longer and in regards to the love languages this also makes you realize in terms of how have you been connecting with people or how have you been disconnecting with people this pandemic has made me realize that in order for me to actually truly take care of myself I had to let people go and I didn't want to necessarily do it in a bad way it's just more so like yeah I was holding on to people that just wasn't meant for me in my life and I guess this pandemic made me realize that I can still love people from afar but I don't need to hold on to that anymore yeah because when when you're talking about things like that it's just like if if people are there like that person is not right for you and you're still continuing that kind of relationship with someone it's like yes you have to give like that kind of love that person whatever their love language can be or whatever but it's like if you're spending too much energy are you giving yourself those kind of love languages too and I felt like that was one of the biggest things that I've also learned because it's like yeah sometimes I, I need other people to fill those like emotional needs at times but I also felt like being introspective especially during these times has made me more capable of like also giving to myself in that kind of way and it's like this is why I'm like so into just studying this kind of stuff now because it's like Mm -hmm. it makes you wonder especially during like a time of isolation it's like okay you're able to give to other people but are you able to give to yourself and fulfill like what your needs are yeah I like how you brought that up I really had to ask myself like am I going to love this person to compromise loving myself or am I going to actually choose to love myself which isn't easy to do in general you know to choose yourself first but then making that decision felt like such a huge relief because it's that realization like, whoa, it takes a lot of effort to truly choose to love yourself, especially in the love languages to like give yourself quality time, to give yourself words of affirmation, to like be able to physically touch, you know, like friends or family and loved ones. Like it's just hard in general to choose to love yourself, but it's so easier. It's so much easier to choose to love other people. Yeah. And it's like, and the, and the thing about that, especially with those kinds of relationships and everything, it's like cutting those kinds of things off is not necessarily a bad thing I mean there's people that do mm-hmm. cut people off for like just the sake of it but mm-hmm. then there's also times where like you personally it's like yo you need to do this for for yourself and it's just like it's not even out of malice it's not even a bad thing it's just like how am I able to thrive am I being like held back by giving away too much where I'm not getting something in return it's like there's no need to compromise yourself and all that and I mean you even said it it's so much easier to love someone else than it is to love yourself because it's like there's so much energy that you need to 
to put in yourself. I mean, there, there's that same energy when you're putting into other people, but it's like there's more. I guess there's more demons you have to essentially face mm-hmm. when it comes to like tackling like who you are. It's like there's a subconscious thing where it's like I don't want to confront this right now, or like I'll put more energy into this. I don't know if it's a subconscious thing, but it's like once you do confront it, you that's when you at least that's when I think people start like thriving the most, or at least that's when they start their journey of it. I completely agree with you because I've always believed that our mind is the biggest battlefield that we'll ever face, and that we are our own worst critics. You know, as as cheesy as that sounds, like it's so true. And with this pandemic, you know, by being isolated, like even though I live in an apartment with my family and my dogs, there are still several moments where I just have to really be alone to myself. And then when I'm alone, I have these overthinking thoughts. You know, like I think about whether I'm good enough, whether I'm like at the right pace in my life. You know, like just like those typical things. Like that's completely normal to kind of question where you're at, who you are, and stuff like that. And it just made me realize, like I really just had to let those demons out in a sense. Like I had to let all those dark thoughts, those shadows out in order for me to realize like, okay, this is all the bad stuff that I've been harboring. Now, what am I going to do to love myself through this? And the Love Languages book has really helped me because I think through loving people, I've also been able to find a way, like in a balance and how to love myself. With you, in what ways have you been able to love yourself? Despite the fact that physical touch and quality time are like my main things, Mm -hmm. I do try to give to myself and like whatever kind of way to cater to each single love language and all that but physical touch that's been mainly because of like I've been outside for work for like my like my main thing that I'm doing and all that but quality time like I try to schedule things out with a lot of the people I'm close to but I don't try to do it when some of us are like mentally tired from doing zoom work like four hours maybe even eight hours in a whole day like I try to make sure that everyone even including myself are able to do that so one-on-ones have been like the biggest thing and then yeah for words of affirmation affirmation one thing that i'm glad that i was able to take up and you mentioned it a little bit ago is that you kind of have to sit with yourself just a little bit more mm-hmm. especially during these times and kind of just let everything go or just let everything or let yourself feel everything so i've just mm-hmm. been doing that trying to make or allow myself to have like these kind of feelings that i'm like feeling at the time whether it's like frustration anger happiness sadness i, I do my best to try to validate those kind of feelings and then try to find a way to i guess work past them one thing that one of my best friends said at the beginning of this pandemic was like how can I keep you accountable for whatever like x thing or x subject throughout this week I'm just like wait that's allowed Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then yeah that's like my main thing of just like oh asking someone to keep me accountable to like make sure you meal prep this week make sure you exercise this week and just like having those kinds of words like it's not something too like drastic it's not like a big project whatever but it's like it is something and gift giving that's when like the toughest one I've been trying to do that a little bit more I guess I've been gifting myself more like mental health days like going out to eat or like postmating like food or and all that but like it's kind of weird because like gift giving is like my like my lowest one out of all of them I think it's actually (laughs) at at like a zero I like how you said you give yourself mental health days because usually when you hear of gift giving or receiving gifts we always think about you know just like the physical items you know or like the materialistic items but by simply saying that you give yourself mental health like mental health days it's the realization that there are other gifts beyond the material and also with acts of service i love how your friend asked you how can i keep you accountable i think oftentimes when we talk about accountability it's hard for us to receive it like it's so easy for us to put other people in check like it's so easy for us to put our friends in check but it's so hard when we're on the opposite end and our friends are holding us accountable because if we're not doing what we said we're gonna do and our friends put us in check then we have to 
face the reality like you're right like i'm not doing it like then all these like dark stuff these negative things start popping up our ego pops up our pride comes up we want to be defensive but it's the reality like no our friends putting us in check or keeping us accountable that's such a great act of service because that's their way of showing that not only are they paying attention to what we were talking about but they truly care about us to want to see us succeed i'm happy you you had an episode dedicated to this kind of stuff i'm just like yes this needed to actually be talked about and it's just like i was also looking up how to say like i love you to someone and mm-hmm. this is actually like one of those ways it's like yo I'm, I'm, do- I'm doing this out of love i'm trying to keep you accountable because like you said that you wanted to work out like x amount of days this week like did you work out do you need me to work out with you to make sure you hit that like goal line and everything it's like it's weird to like think about that because it's like i feel like we're so used to the whole like those those words of affirmation saying like oh i i love this person or like uh Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't know, just anything within that kind of realm. It's like, we're, we're so used to that. But then when you see like love and action when it comes to acts of service or just like spending that time with someone, it's like, yo, this is actually saying that you love this person, but it just looks different now. I love how you like just said that because for my love languages, my the ranking of it is quality time is first and then words of affirmation and acts of service tie for second. The third is physical touch. And then the last one is receiving gifts. So like, the way that you said it by putting it in action that's how I see my love language so the reason why I believe that words of affirmation and acts of service tied together for me was because I do love hearing sweet words like I love when people are supportive I love when people like hype me up or gas me up but then it's one thing to say it and then one thing to actually do it so like for me when someone says I love you it's like okay cool thanks for saying that but then how are you going to show that I've heard the word I love you so many times, but then when I actually see people show me that they love me, that's when I know like, wow, you're true to your word. Like, like I get taken aback when I see like the action sometimes. It's like, say like a friend is hosting in like a Zoom event or like a event on Facebook or something. And then like showing up to that is some way of like acts of service or quality time. I'm just like, yo, you're showing that kind of thing. And it's just like, it's, it's just those like, there's a lot of subtle things that go into showing someone how like you love them considering like their love language and everything and it's just i enjoy those way more hearing those i love you's i mean granted i still want to hear them but it's like i don't know there's just something that hits different when you see it in action i think the reason why it hits more for me when i see it in action it's because you can choose how you want to act you can choose how you want to move it's so much easier to kind of to just say things but then when someone's genuinely putting the effort or going out of their way to show you that they care about you whether it's by showing up to a zoom meeting or holding you accountable or doing something for you that you never even asked them to do but you wanted to get done you know and it's in those moments where I realized like whoa I've always known you cared but it just feels even more deeper now <laughs> and I think it's even so more important now because it's a lot I mean we're, we're challenged to that point where it's like we can't really show it normally how like we've been showing in the past like we can't really have those like one-on-ones outside as much or like we can't get those I mean even now it's like hard to like gift give because it's like you don't know what kind of regulations are with like how things are sent like even Mm. like ordering stuff on like Amazon or just ordering from any kind of site it's like I do get like skeptical a little bit but it's like I don't know to me it just means so much more in this time 
especially mm-hmm. when someone's a lot more creative with the ways they like try to do it now. Yeah, I agree. I think that's why accountability episode to me like really meant a lot because with this pandemic, that's the best way that I've been able to show acts of service. Like, let's be real here. We're in a pandemic. Like this, this sucks. We've been in here for seven months thinking that it was going to be done by now. And I myself have been unmotivated several times. Like I've gone through my waves of depression and anxiety several times throughout this period of seven months. And it's like, if I feel this way, I can only imagine how my other friends and family and loved ones are feeling too. And obviously it's not my responsibility to to heal them or to save them. And I'm not their gatekeeper whatsoever. But you know, like if their intention is to want to work out or if their intention is to want to study or if their intention is to start cooking you know like something simple like that for me like I see it as like okay well I'm just gonna keep you accountable like you said you wanted to do that and I'm just gonna follow up with you not as like hey you need to do it but it's more so like you know you said you wanted to do it and I just wanted to follow up with you on your progress and I just wanted to see if that's something you're still interested in because then if not then we can talk about something else you know it's just I, I want them to know that I'm still paying attention to them and that I still care about them and I think touching upon something else that you said a while ago is that it, it takes work to get that kind of like, it, it takes work to get into that whole like love language thing or just like trying to accommodate to that. And just like, I mean, it's so much easier to actually say it like like you were saying a while mm. ago, but it takes a lot more effort and a lot more work to actually show it. And that's like, yeah. even to just like text someone or like call someone like, hey, are you doing that thing that you said you were going to do? Like that, that even takes a lot because I mean, like you said, I mean, with the times right now, it's like, you know, some of us are tired. Some of us are just over the pandemic already. And like, there's moments of depression, there's moments of anxiety and times where we feel drained. So it's a lot harder to, I mean, try to keep that person accountable because like, you're also trying to take care of yourself at the same time. But like, to put in the work to actually do that while also taking care of yourself, it shows how much like you and whatever person you're speaking to or just your friend group in general, like how you're able to thrive as a whole. Yeah, and I think the biggest acts of service too, in terms of, and words of affirmation that I've received from my friends is in terms of our conversations regarding the pandemic because recently one of my friends like they actually had you know a gathering and stuff and one of my friends texted me and was like you know what I know we were supposed to hang out but can we actually push it back to three or four weeks because I realized that I was out for too long with too many people and I'm gonna get tested and I just want to make sure I'm okay before we hang out and just him saying that really meant a lot to me because I don't really hear a lot of people really be bold about admitting that they've had COVID or even just talking about getting tested but I'm really appreciative of how within my group of friends getting tested or asking your friends to get tested or checking up on someone who's got tested or even no one in my friend group has gotten COVID but even if someone did we wouldn't look down on that person you know it's like if someone in our group were to have COVID it would be more like what can we do to help you kind of thing and I think that's what's so reassuring amidst this times because not only am I able to communicate my boundaries but then they're also accommodating to the fact that they want to be safe too so that they're going to get tested not just for me but for their sake as well you know I'm, I'm really happy you brought that up because it's another way of like showing that kind of love i mean with the whole accountability thing it's also you're also setting that healthy boundary it's like hey can you like are you making sure you're getting checked like that's basically like another way of showing like hey i, I care i actually love this person and it's like mm-hmm. again just yeah going with that whole healthy boundary thing Yeah, that's why it's just like, yeah, this pandemic has just really opened my eyes to the different ways that we can love other people as well as love ourselves in terms of the five love languages. And what I usually do with the five love languages, I also tie it in with the 
eight areas of self-care. So like I always ask myself in what ways can I kind of combine the two so that it just blends. And I'm happy you also brought that up because it's like I've come to realize that I've been doing this whole like eight areas of self-care without even realizing it now. And I think that's (laughs) also been something that's been able to contribute to like my better understanding of like the love language, especially during this time and everything. But if anything, like with this like pandemic, I think it's like it's made me it's challenged me more to be with myself and also to be there for others, depending on whatever their love languages or however they need to, I don't know, get their self care, whatever. But it's also one of those things where I'm just like, I'm okay with stepping up to this challenge, because I know that it's something that's going to help us all thrive at the end of the day. Earlier, you mentioned that our love languages can shift depending on the situation. And I totally agree with you with that. Because for me, it was just like my situation of being single to being in a relationship, like my love language is to shift a bit. But in terms of this pandemic, I know you mentioned that your top two usually changes. So do you think it would shift again once this pandemic is over? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that like my main priority right now is just like physical touch and quality time. But I wouldn't be surprised if it changes up, especially mm-hmm. once things start like officially opening up. If I'm able to start traveling, most definitely like physical touch will probably be, (laughs) the percentage will be definitely higher. But as of right now, it's still like the same. I like how you mentioned that what your priorities are right now and because that's very grounding for me because as a person who likes to plan I typically like to plan ahead and I like to think ahead but it's in moments like these or in statements like that where I realize that as much as I want to think about the future it's so much more important to really just be present and to be okay being in the present and prioritizing like what's in front of you and with what you have with what you've got this is something that's been coming back to me like more and more as much as it is important to think about the future and all that it's like there's some things that you need to take care of in the present you have to be kind of like introspective like again bringing it back to how it was when we're all kind of forced to like be there with ourselves it's like you kind of have to take care of like where you are right now Mm -hmm. and then you'll have that set foundation for whatever the future is going to look like like understand how you need to take care of your love languages right now and if for some reason it shifts once this is over then you most definitely can because you've already taken care of that uh, love language before now you just have to do something a little bit different in this pandemic we have more time to really process things and to ourselves and be more introspective i think that's why i never get tired of talking about love languages because to me it's so powerful and it's so transformational not just in my own personal life but in the way that i can relate to other people just like yo you could go so much deeper with just like speaking about that because like there's, again there's so many lo- little nuances that you can take from it and just like how are you gonna build upon this relationship regardless of like whatever time it is it's like even with like friendships it's like how do i accommodate to this kind of stuff like love languages doesn't even have to just be something that's uh romantic i like how you mentioned that too because the way that i found out about love languages was when i was working at sdsu and i was working at um the student life and the leadership office my co-workers and i were just taking a bunch of random assessments and then we came across the love languages one and then as soon as me and another person took it we like made everyone else take it and because in our mindset it was like oh we want to know what everyone's love language is so we know how to appreciate you at work and then it came from appreciating your co-workers at work to like wait a minute how can i extend this to my like bigger group of friends and then it went from like okay now i can bring this into my family and it's like i i realized i started to bring this into different areas of my life and I've started to notice more so too like when this pandemic started a lot of people were talking about love languages more and it made me realize that 
even though we have a lot of moments where we feel isolated because of this pandemic, we are still trying to find ways to connect. And by simply taking the love languages assessment or just by simply just thinking about it, it reaffirms to me that even though we're all physically apart and we should be social distancing, we all still want to connect with one another and we're still trying to figure out how to maneuver around everything. I agree with that 100%. And I'm ha- like, that. that is a very like kind of funny story and everything because I think it reminds me of this meme where it's like, for, forget telling me like your income or like whatever oh, yeah. <laughs> like typical thing is, tell me what your love language is. And it's just like, yeah. yo, that's, I mean, as as funny as it is, it's just like, yo, kind of, I, I kind of value that just a little bit more than in your income. <laughs> even if you are just like starting out dating or even if you're just friends or whatever, it's like, yo, let mm-hmm. me show you that you are actually like a valid person. Let me show you that you're worth caring about. Just let me know and understand. Like, I want to ask that question a little bit more, but like, I feel like at times, especially if you're meeting someone new, like they might be taken aback. I'm just like, wait, what? If we meet a complete stranger, their initial reaction will be like, whoa, like where they're trying to come at? Like, what are they doing? Like, this is just the first interaction, you know? That's why I always have to preface it with like, no, this is just how I am. Like me asking about your assessment results is just simply me trying to find ways to like truly care about you. And Love Languages was created because it was the realization that we all love and we all have the capability to love, but we all love in a different way and once you understand what someone else's love language is you'll be able to love them in the way that they want to be loved because so often we try to project the way that we think people should be loved but when you actually know how they want to be loved it just changes the whole situation loving someone it's not all about the frilly romantic big huge gestures it's just really simply just understanding how to just care for someone thinking about it it's like once you know you have so much more power over yourself and just like understanding like where someone needs to be met like how do you get to like that middle point your love language in particular like what you said it's so powerful because you know yourself more so then you know what your needs are so like when you know that you want quality time as like for example for me i know that quality time is my dominant love language so for me i'm not afraid to communicate to my family friends and loved ones and even to my partner that i want quality time and in doing so like by communicating with them they're able to love me in that way i'm gonna say this again and again for like whoever's listening that hasn't taken the test like i highly suggest taking it like it it changes people's lives and everything like I mean one thing that I've come to notice like after like I've taken the test so many times and after reading the book it's like you kind of get to see where people are at in terms of like whatever Mm. just any kind of language that they're using that it doesn't specifically have to be love languages like it doesn't have to be outright or anything but just Mm -hmm. something about someone's vernacular and just how they're using it or just how they're expressing themselves it's like you get to understand they may like need something like for for my mom like I didn't realize like her main thing was um gifts and acts of service until I read the book like two more times and taking the test like a few more times I like what you said though because in terms of your mom how you kind of started realizing what her love language was because that's the thing like when you know yourself well enough what the love language is you can kind of have an idea of what the love languages are of the people around you even if they don't take the assessment but then when they do take the assessment it just kind of further reaffirms you know what what you're kind of guessing and just giving someone that platform to be able to communicate how do you want to be loved in what ways do you want to be cared for that really just makes a relationship just whether it's platonic familial or romantic it just makes that general relationship so much stronger let's be real here sometimes it's hard like when your love language like for example my love language is quality time 
time and then someone else's love language is different. I admit that at times it can be hard because I'm so used to loving the way that I do, but I always have to be mindful of just because I love quality time doesn't mean that's their number one. So like if I want to love them effectively, I got to really be more mindful of what can I do to love them rather than making it all about me. 100%. It's like that consciousness of like, because obviously like you, you love this person, like you need to be a little bit more conscious about what, what their needs are and everything. It's just like, okay, how do, again, how do I accommodate to this person knowing that they need to be loved in this way and everything? Like, yeah, that's, that's really like just the biggest, I feel like that's just one of the biggest takeaways that I, I have. Like I'm trying to understand someone's love language makes all the difference in the relationship, regardless if it is familial, like platonic or even romantic. Yeah, and because sometimes it's hard to shift our, our mindset, it just makes you kind of appreciate that friendship or that relationship even more. It just makes you realize like, wow, this person really does mean a lot to me. That's why my, my friendships are just so important. For a fun fact is that Alfredo and I, we actually haven't hung out in person yet. We just followed each other on Instagram. And then I think it was because you read my one of my blog posts and then you reached out to me about it. And then I was just like, okay, this dude's like pretty chill. So I'm gonna follow him back. <laughs> yeah, because like when I'm like going across like people's content, especially if it's someone that's a friend of a friend, like we, we have like mutual like friends and everything. So like when I mm-hmm. see someone that's like putting out content, like I kind of want to take, like I'll have these like, um, I guess moments or like days of where I'm just like consuming things. If it's like from friends of friends, it's like a lot easier to consume because it's like, oh, I could just like just a few links and then I'm there to like their content and everything. And I like the stuff you put out because it's like, yo, this is the kind of language I, I like using. I could vibe with like super easy. I just really appreciate how easy it is to just vibe with you, to just talk to you. See, this is what happens when people understand love languages. It makes a lot more sense <laughs> and it makes friendships a lot more, like it, it makes them a lot more constructive. And that's like- We're able to communicate to each other if we have like, ment- if we need mental health days. I like how Alfredo and I, like we know we share each other's stuff in terms of like on our Insta- or respective Instagram stories, but I really appreciate how you follow up with me for every podcast episode that I posted thus far. I like how you would message me your input or your insight. I just really appreciate that support. Really just appreciate this overall good vibe because I, let's be real here, like with being over 21, it's kind of hard to make friends as you get older, but by just coming together, whether it's through mutual friends or this interest in love languages in general, like it's great when you're able to just organically create friendships through shared interests like this. And 100%, it's like, I mean, whether it's social media, whether it's just like meeting someone at like another gathering, it's like if you if you could vibe with someone on a specific topic that like you're very into, that makes all the difference and everything. And it's just like, again, like we vibe with like a lot of things and everything. Even if it is like subconscious, it's like we've been able to understand like where our boundaries are, what our needs are like for ourselves and for each other. And it's just like, yo, we're not really discussing it, but we are kind of discussing the whole love language thing in a way. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why it's cool because like, for example, right now, like this in itself is like quality time, right? Because this is the first time that we've actually had a, an actual voice discussion. You know, we're actually kind of actively talking to another besides messaging. So like this is in a sense quality time. And just you being present here is for me, like I see it as an act of service because you're collaborating with me on my podcast. Words of affirmation, we've been really affirming each other and just being really just chill and nice throughout this whole time. And it really shows like lovely just shows in the most subtle ways. You don't necessarily have to point it out every time, but it really does just happen every single day, whether you recognize it or not. Uh, but yeah, this um, this episode was amazing. Like I'm happy that you brought me on for this kind of stuff because like I, I don't really get a chance to talk about this on like any other kind of platform so i'm i'm super grateful that you had me on today oh thanks so i'm thankful that you were just simply down to collaborate too because it's always been a goal of mine to want to bring people on you know like i don't want to just be talking to myself the whole
whole time. Like, I like this dialogue and this discussion with people. And I know sometimes people would say like, well, I don't want to always talk about deep stuff. But then I think what I've come to realize with just who I am and the friendships that I have, we can start talking about the most randomest things. But one way or another, it's going to get deep. And if you can't vibe, I'm really sorry because that's just the kind of person that I am. Like, I like being introspective. I like asking deeper questions because it gives me a better understanding of who you are. And that's like how I want. Like, I, I want good vibes, but I also want to get a better understanding of who you are, why you think the way that you think, why do you see things the way that you see them. And we may not agree on certain things, but it's more so like, how can I come to your understanding while also still maintaining my own? Yes, absolutely. That last part, it's like, I get why some people try to like cut off friendships mainly because they're so different. But it's like, yo, there there are friendships where people can be even like the slightest bit of different and just be like, yo, I could actually try to understand even though like I'm not in your world or I'm not in your shoes, like we could come to some kind of understanding. I've actually been in this healing circle with a few others and like one of the main guys that's like on it is just like, yo, you can actually like get to someone's middle. Like it takes a lot of time. It's a lot of a process and everything, but it's like, it's totally worth it when you have, I mean, like conversations like this, conversations like that you have like on your podcast or just with like the conversations you have with your friends in general, like you can meet them where they at, even if like that understanding isn't like there. It's like, yo, you can do it for sure. Yeah. And the way that I see it, it's simply just communication and comprehension, you know, where it's like you communicate things. And if someone doesn't really want to talk about deep stuff at that moment, you obviously don't have to. But then if they do, like, great. And then comprehension is for me, it's like that added bonus because it's one thing to communicate to people, but to actually understand someone and to understand where they're at. I won't be able to understand where you're at unless you tell me. Like, I won't be able to understand why you think the way that you do, why you speak the way you do if you don't tell me. So I think it comes hand in hand, like communication and comprehension and like what you said it's so easy to kind of meet people where they're at it's just a matter of them too wanting to meet you there yeah it's essentially like a two-way thing it's like again it is a process to get to where someone is at because again it has to be like a two-way thing sometimes it's like not one of those days where you can get on that deeper level but that's totally fine because there's always other days when you can do that but again like long term it's definitely worth it in the end when you're able to get to that middle ground where you actually have like that communication understanding and I'm happy you use the word understanding so much because you can easily talk to someone but that information can always go in one ear go out the other and everything so like having that better understanding is such a it's definitely a deeper level that people can achieve for sure yeah and like the one thing to know about me too is I always love to ask questions for clarification and it's not me trying to be nosy it's just more so like when I'm curious I'm genuinely curious like I'm not afraid to ask questions because I just really want to get a better understanding of you and the situation so like just moving forward if I ever ask you further questions of clarification about anything it's like not trying to attack you or anything it's just more so like i just want to understand you no please ask that kind of stuff because that <laughs> whole thing procs like me asking deeper questions after that so i'm like yes please continue that <laughs> but yeah i'm just really thankful thank you so much for being down to collaborate with me thank you so much for reaching out like you really shot your shot in terms of wanting to become friends and i really appreciate that you did even though we haven't hung out in person yet simply just from this conversation alone i look forward to when this pandemic is over because i can only imagine just how much more fun and how much deeper we can have in terms of discussions in person before we wrap up this episode is there any last things in terms of what you hope that the audience would share and please feel free to plug in your social media accounts and anything just you want to share in general my main social media is alfredo liano i also have a podcast under the philippine x american stories project at philippine x american stories but if anyone wants to just like reach out about this conversation like yo dude janelle and i could go deep with this kind of conversation <laughs> like just alone if people want to get on this and just talk about it a little bit more i'm totally down to have those conversations or even just like one-on-ones with people like yo dude if for some reason
reason there's a i don't know some kind of like panel or workshop like y'all want to host and just like get on <laughs> that kind of like talking circle about that i'm totally down oh that'd be so cool like, what i've come to realize is that in my current work environment we use love languages too but instead of saying love languages we call it languages of appreciation so yeah it's a real thing that can be applied anywhere <laughs> yo if that's the case i might actually like after this is done i'm gonna start drafting some stuff out because i'm starting to get like some inspiration just from this conversation <laughs> and all that oh that's so good but yeah thank you so much again alfredo like i can't thank you enough just for being here and sharing the space with me sharing this moment with me and for this amazing conversation that we had and thank you to you too like this is an, such an amazing platform to hold space in, and i'm just I'm, I'm very grateful to have you as a friend and to have someone who also has this platform to do like this kind of amazing work so again i'm super grateful Thank you so much for allocating time in your day to listen to this episode. I look forward to sharing another story of mine in the next episode. Stay tuned, and in the meantime, I hope you have a relaxing and productive day.